1: everyone welcome to the Roto grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host tv tpfl it's friday it's october 20th it is 2023 we have 10 nfl games to talk about here on the week seven main slate breakdown first look it's such a interesting first look now because we're doing it one day later in the week but um first look for us um i'm like 80 done with my research so i'm I'm in a pretty good spot coming into the podcast. Joined as always on the NFL podcast by Keith Eyster Eyes eight one nine Keith Thursday Night Football ugly. Let's uh let's talk main slate. Um, but I don't know if it's going to get much better.
2: That's what I was going to say exactly. Yeah, it's we've got some ugly low totals on this slate. Uh, only ten games. Uh, so yeah, I don't know that the football is going to get much better. Maybe a couple games that we can tar- target, but we'll certainly get in and break that down. I've been busy with uh, some NBA preseason stuff, uh, some, some MLB playoff projections. So I'm, I'm not quite 80% of the way there, but have a pretty good handle on the slate and and definitely feel like we can give the people a good breakdown.
1: Jose Abreu, smashing home runs. Um, yeah. Mocking me for all the times I talked smack against him earlier in the year. He's just like, Hey, I'm going to go out in the postseason and just blast everything. So um, I mean, World Series is going to be phenomenal this year with the four teams that we have. These games have been great. Um, so just just wild baseball and NBA preseason projections sounds <laughs> awful. I'm just gonna keep it. I'm keeping it real. Um, that sounds terrible. So, um, hopefully you can enjoy a nice little glass of scotch when we get done with this thing because uh, NBA <laughs> preseason projections um what's up youtube yeezy richie y'all hanging out with us live uh thanks for thanks for hanging out if you want to hang out with us live we mostly go live at 10 o'clock um on the east coast monday or sunday night through thursday night and um yeah come hang out with us rotor grinders morning grind youtube subscribe we're trying to get to a thousand before the end of the year i haven't been pushing it a lot it's totally my bad um i gotta i gotta get back on that so help us out help us out. Um, Joey, Joey in chat says usually listen to you guys on one and a half X in the morning. Funny hearing you talk normal. Um, I know I'm funny. I I sound funny. Um, I sound normal at one and a half, but I sound really funny at normal speed. So, um, thanks for hanging out with us, Joey. Yes. And I agree this slate, this slate is something. So I really quick, before we get into breaking each of these games down, like we typically do, I came into this week as like you know i I really hate this slate (laughs) and then (laughs) as i got like in my research and i started doing like my um expert rankings and you know started working on like expert survey stuff i'm I'm on some stuff other people aren't on and i think those are the weeks where it's like boomer bus and those are my favorite kind of weeks so maybe i maybe i should like this slate keith
2: yeah, I'm I'm struggling to find a lot of things to like too. But like I said, there are some spots. Um, we'll we'll get into them where I feel like we can be there's some shifts, right? In like target shares and things like that, that we can we can always find an edge, even if the football is bad. We're still competing against a field of opponents that are dealing with the same same football games, right? So we can find an edge somewhere. That that's always nice. Make some money. Let's do it. For
1: sure. All right. Yes, uh, top shot. I agree. Eagles Dolphins best game of the weekend, not on the main slate. So um, we did break that game down on the podcast for Thursday. So, all right, Keith, we got ten games, fun slate. Um, we start with Washington at New York facing the Giants. Thirty-seven and a half total in this game. Washington is a three-point favorite. This game opened at 39 and a half. It's been bet down. Washington opened at two. They're at three. Let's go to the commanders first here. Uh, What are your thoughts here on Washington?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Giants defense has been much worse than last year. So I think that we can target some Washington players here. I mentioned a bunch of low totals across the slate. So I don't think playing anything on this slate is crazy, honestly. I don't know if that means I'm getting to Sam Howell. Um, I think Brian Robinson Jr. is is completely fine uh, at his fifty eight hundred dollar price tag. Not a huge passing game role, but he he does have just enough work where he's he's viable. I think um, Giants have been really bad against the run. Individual targets at the wide receiver position. I, I just I'm not sure I'm going there. McLaurin hasn't had had the spike weeks like we've seen in the past. He's fine if you want that, but I don't think he's going to be a primary target of mine. Plenty of wide receivers to like in that 5K range. Um, Dotson is cheap at at 4,600, but he hasn't had a great role the last couple of weeks either. Um, Logan Thomas has been back. He's okay, I suppose, at 3,500. We saw one, one massive target week for him, but then he kind of fell off last week against Atlanta. So. Not loving loving this spot for Washington. I think Brian Robinson is my favorite play here, um, pro- probably fo- followed by McLaurin or Curtis Samuel. I didn't mention he's been involved as well. He's he's four K. So um, this I'm not stacking up this game. I I think there are a couple pieces on the Giants side that are usable if you want to make a, a secondary stack here. Um, Robinson or, or McLaurin are are the two I'm looking at.
1: Robinson is one of my favorite running back plays on the entire slate. Um, I was doing expert rankings last night. I haven't ranked first on DraftKings this week. I think that oh, he baby. is an extreme value. Like, just guy that is jumping off the page for um, my my ratings and stuff that I use for NFL. Just absolutely phenomenal value of play. So I love this spot for Robinson. I'm going to be playing a lot of him. I think he is, like, $2,000 too cheap uh, for a matchup against the Giants. And obviously, you're a little bit worried about Gibson. But Robinson is a guy when they're up, he's going to get the carries. He'll he'll get the, you know, 18 to 22 carries in a game that they're up. They should be up in this game. They haven't been up in many games this year. And Gibson's been getting more and more work. I think Robinson Washington defense combo is really interesting this week. Um, So that's something that I'm looking at. I think with Barkley back, that's going to help the Giants offense overall, but I still think the Washington defense is going to get after whoever plays quarterback for the giants this week. Um, So yeah, I mean, we'll see how the week kind of shapes up. I always redo my rankings on Saturday night, but right now I love this spot for Robinson. Um, I think this is a, just a phenomenal overall spot. I think he's too cheap. My other thing is like, I think there's a lot of underpriced wide receivers. Uh, The more that I like dug through this slate and I think you could pay up at running back. So, I mean, whether you want to pay up for like Eckler or Kelsey, I think is going to be a kind of a decision you want to do with those, that late game. But uh, man, Robinson just, he's cheap. And I just like the spot. I don't want to play a ton of Dotson. His, his target share and stuff has just kind of gone away. Um, I actually kind of like Samuel more. If you're going to play the secondary Washington receiver, I'm with you. I don't know if I get to Sam Howell. I think the matchup is phenomenal for Sam Howell. Um, there's a couple of quarterbacks that I like that are a little bit cheaper than him this week. But I think he's okay. Like I could see myself running a couple of Sam Howell teams, double stacks, um, to because I know I'm going to have a lot of Robinson exposure. So like running a Sam Howell, McLaurin, Samuel team, or Logan Thomas. I think you know Logan Thomas is a guy that bounces back this week. It was just an awful game for him last week. We were on him, um, didn't work out. Dotson dropped a, a long ball. Um, he could have had a touchdown, and he didn't catch it. So a lot of things could have happened differently for Washington last week, and it didn't work out. But I think this is a team you can definitely look at um, coming off a big win against Atlanta, and I think they're going to show up here against the Giants. And like you said, bad defense. I mean, they're 28th in overall DVOA. They are one of the worst run defenses in the league, allowing the second most rushing yards per game. So I think this is a spot Robinson crushes. Um, that's the only reason I don't have a ton of interest in Sam Howe. But I do like him as a pivot off of Robinson. Um in large field tournaments, I think you could take some shots on Gibson this week. We don't have a ton of cheap running back options, um, depending on like what happens um with the Chicago Bears situation. So we'll see how that kind of pans out. But I think everyone the chalky, everyone's gonna play the chalky running back cheap option here. Um I mean he's just he's a phenomenal play in Evans at 4K. So we'll talk about him when we get there. Other side of this game, the Giants they stink um the one thing that i do like about the giants here is now we're starting to see like robinson emerge as wide receiver one like where he's healthy they're running plays for him eight targets last week i think Wandell robinson is way too cheap at 3800 for his role that he is kind of they slowly brought him back keith we saw the we saw the routes slowly we're bringing robinson back now He's 3,800, and he's one of the top value plays on the slate for me. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Giants and Robinson here?
2: Yeah, I mean, you have to have some interest just because of the volume. I will note that I think like he's going to be popular here, so I'm probably going to end up underweight, and it's because he just runs so many of his routes close to the line of scrimmage. They, they do a lot of stuff behind the line of scrimmage with him. If he scores a touchdown, obviously it's it's going to hurt because he's put up decent production without touchdowns eight targets last week and all of his targets are super catchable just because of the of how they're using him um so he caught all eight of those last week I think he's a phenomenal floor play play him in cash certainly I don't know that I get there in tournaments um I Darius Slayton is this $100 less and he has much more big play potential I like him as a pivot here um the volume certainly in Robinson's favor, but Slayton has, has seen enough work here recently, six targets last week. Um, He's had at least six targets in, in three of six games. So it, he does have a role. Obviously his, his role is much more risky because he gets ca- targeted a lot further down the field. So he could very well put up a zero here. Um, But I think his upside is a little bit higher than Robinson. So if Robert Robinson comes in at like 20%, I probably end up under the field on that. And I'll, I'll go over overweight on somebody like Slayton even Jalen Hyatt's been running a a fair number of routes here recently so I don't hate him as a pivot Um, but I'd be looking to get away from Robinson Chalk in tournaments I
1: think Waller is a good pivot off of um, Robinson Waller is his his route running is still very very high Um, and like we have some cheaper tight ends that are interesting this week that are getting some ownership we have expensive obviously Travis Kelsey um, definitely a week you can run like a two tight end set and use Kelsey as like your flex play because he, he has the potential of like a wide receiver one this week. Um, so interesting builds by using like it's cheap tight end and then using Kelsey as like your flex and like playing him as a wide receiver. Um, I think is something you can do this week because I mean, I think overall, uh, the scoring is going to be a little bit lower this week than we've had in weeks past. We're still going to have some games go off and we're still going to have, you know, high DFS scoring. I just meant like NFL scoring in general is going to be down this week. Um, I don't really have a ton of 10 else to add. I will say that like, depending on like, if it's, it's Barkley or if it's Taylor or Jones, I think Barkley's in play regardless just because of his volume. Um, I mean, he's, not coming off the field when he's out there and i mean this is a guy 24 carries last week you know still got some catches out of the backfield ran for 90 yards against a tough buffalo defense um washington is definitely a a better defense against the run but i mean they're not the best defense in the world they don't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback i think that this is a game could sneakily go over the 37 and a half but i could easily see it being like a a uh, 21 to seven type of game too. So um, don't get too excited about this one. Uh, anything else for the giants or are we moving on Keith? I mean, Tyrod is 5,100. If it's him again, I think
2: he's in play. He offers a little bit of a rushing floor. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sold on that play quite yet, but if I'm going to play some Slayton, I might just stack a, throw some Tyrod in there as well and just, just have a super cheap stack. Like you said earlier, though, there are other cheap quarterbacks that I think are in play this week.
1: All right, we got Vegas heading to Chicago to take on your Bears. 37 and a half total in this one. Vegas, a two and a half point favorite. Uh, we're seeing a doubtful tag on Jimmy G. We wish him a speedy recovery. You never want to see guys get hurt. Uh, let's go Vegas first. I mean, Chicago's a terrible defense. One of the worst defenses in the league. We got Brian Hoyer. It sounds like it'd be Brian Hoyer. I don't think it'd be O'Connell. He wasn't great in that game against the Chargers. He wasn't terrible. I don't know if it really matters too much who's playing quarterback here. Um, what are your thoughts here on Vegas?
2: I, I think it matters just because I'm interested in attacking the Chicago defense. I would much rather play Aiden O'Connell than Brian Hoyer. So I'm hoping that O'Connell gets to start again. I I know he wasn't good in it, in that last one, but The Chargers have a a decent pass rush. They've been an okay defense, far better than the Bears, that's for sure. The Bears have no pass rush whatsoever. O'Connell played really well in the preseason. I think he's set up in a spot here where he could have some success. Um, We know where the targets are going. Adams and Myers have have gotten so many of them. Still not sure Adams is entirely healthy, which makes me leery of of using him at 8,200. He's probably too cheap for where he should be when he's fully healthy, but for the way that he's looked the last two weeks, I don't know that I can go there at 8,200. Um, Jacoby Myers is certainly back in play again. He's been eating up all the targets with with Adams kind of banged up a little bit. Um, I like his price tag still. He's up to 6,200, which is just a slight increase over, over last week when I thought he was one of the best plays, one of the best values on the board at 5,800. Um I mentioned Michael Mayer briefly on the podcast last week, and I ended up on quite a bit of him by the time Sunday rolled rolled around. And that first drive, he caught like three balls, and I thought he was on the way to smashing. Um, Unfortunately, Garoppolo got hurt, and he he ended up with a nice game. Um, Six targets, caught five of them for 75 yards. He's only 2,700. So he's one of my favorite cheap tight ends again this week, regardless of who's playing quarterback. I, I talked about it a little bit last week. Just a super talented tight end. It takes tight ends, rookie tight ends, a little bit to get on the field. They have so much they have to learn with their blocking responsibilities and everything. But he is un, he's fully unleashed now. And and Mayer, if he's going to get six, I could even see the targets going up from last week, six to eight targets for twenty seven hundred. Sign me up for that. So I'm I'm very much uh, invested in Michael Mayer again this week. Josh Jacobs, it's I'm getting sick of of putting exposure into him for him to continually fail. The role is still incredible. Uh, the price tag is, is um, palatable. The matchup is phenomenal. So I think we have to talk about Josh Jacobs a little bit. I'm not excited about it. I really want to see it from him, but it's hard to ignore this matchup for him.
1: Is the matchup phenomenal? I'm, li- I'm literally asking this from a statistic side of things. The, the bears Chicago, have been they've been really against good the against the run. I, I mean, like, I, okay, I won't, I won't say, like, really good, right? I won't say that. But I will say, like, I mean, they're 17th in DVOA against the run. They're allowing 89 rushing yards per game, which is 25th. Like, it's not like – this isn't a matchup against Denver. I don't want to say, like, this is the best matchup on the slate. He's getting a ton of love everywhere. Uh, I mean, just everywhere. So, I mean, I love being underweight on Josh Jacobs. It's like – he needs. He's not going to catch a ton of balls out of the backfield, depending on like who's playing quarterback. I mean, you know, he has especially, been though. That that's part yeah. of the
2: role has been has been incredible. He's been very involved in the past. He
1: did have eleven. He had eleven targets when um O'Connell played. So if O'Connell does play, I think that obviously, I think that b- bumps up Josh Jacobs. Like, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm going to be underweight on Jacobs. I want to be. I want to see who's playing quarterback. Um, because, I mean, yeah, the catching, the catching, I guess, is something that I've underrated on Jacobs right now. But I might be underweight on Jacobs on FanDuel um, more than DraftKings just because of the the point to half a point PPR. But, I, I mean, I just, I just want to say, like, uh, I don't know. Um, I think Adams gets involved. Adams was very involved um, with O'Connell when I think he had 13 targets in week four when O'Connell played. Like, we'll see who's going to quarterback i don't see the upside of letting hoyer start um i mean but i i don't know we'll see um i think it's a, a coin flip right now we'll see um if it's hoyer or o'connell i think if it's okay i think if it's o'connell i think he's playable at 4700 yeah cheap. I,
2: I totally agree yeah
1: yeah all right um oh and really quick i love the mayor we talked about him last week we brought him up we were like question mark. Is this something we need to note? And it was. I mean, you know, he got very much involved last week, and I don't think that's going to change. There's no reason for it to change. Um, so they they drafted this guy to replace uh, Waller. I mean, that's that's yep. what he was drafted for. All right, let's go to the Bears. Oh man, the Bears. <laughs> um, Justin Fields burned me hard last week. Magnet Same. is playing quarterback it sounds like it it doesn't sound like fields is going to miss the rest of the season with the thumb um which i think is good if you're a chicago bears fan because i mean justin fields looked really good in week four and five um i think like you as a bears fan you're kind of excited to see like the talent start to come through um what are your thoughts here when it comes to this offense in general yeah,
2: I'm I'm really concerned. I mean, Tyson Badgent is a undrafted free agent. Um, got a little bit of work last week when Fields um went down with the injury. And he he actually looked competent. Um he he was a very successful quarterback in college. He played at a very small school, but um he, he's had some success. He looked good in the preseason as well. This Las Vegas defense, I don't think, is necessarily anything to be afraid of. I just I worry about the turnovers and him just protecting the football. Um, he threw an interception. Andy fumbled, uh, had a sack fumble. I, I'm very concerned about Max Crosby on the other side, generating pressure on this middling at best Bears offensive line and Badger just not getting rid of the football quick enough. I feel like um, the Vegas defense is certainly in play. We didn't mention that, but obviously against an undrafted free agent quarterback, certainly in play. I don't think that they're going to be um, – unable to move the ball though, I guess is where I'm going with this. And the pricing on them is, is so low that like, I'm not playing pass catchers here. It's, it's the running backs. And I think you're worried about the overall efficiency of, of the offense. If Roshan Johnson can clear concussion protocol, I'm interested 4,600. He's looked really good in his limited opportunities. They use him out of the backfield a little bit. We just talked about O'Connell, another late round rookie quarterback who checked down a ton in his first first start. I could see Badgeant checking down to Johnson a ton if he's able to make it out there for this. So I don't think that he has enough upside to want to play any wide receivers with him. Uh, but Roshan, I think, is is the play here for Chicago if he can make it back. If it's Foreman again, I'm, I'm probably off of that. Just he doesn't have enough of a passing game role. Um, he's pretty touchdown dependent. I don't know what his FanDuel price is offhand. Maybe he's more in play over there if he's minimum price, but i probably stay away from him on DraftKings, just not enough of a pass game role to, to hit a ceiling for tournaments.
1: Yeah, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, I was very heavy on DJ Moore last week, and man, it kind of stunk just how that how it played out. Yeah, um, Fields was my
2: highest-owned quarterback, so I, I still made money on the week, but it, it
1: definitely limited my ceiling for sure. Joshua Dobbs was my highest-owned quarterback, and I made money. <laughs> what up? um <laughs> cheap quarterbacks I, man they've been the way to go this year
2: that's why we're talking about them all
1: yeah i, I mean just the 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 upside of the skill position players this year has just been outweighing like quarterbacks i mean you can have a quarterback go for 30 and a cheap quarterback go for like 24 and your position players just are crushing that like the extra two thousand dollars three thousand dollars this year has been massive it's been massive this year um I don't think I'm playing DJ Moore this week. If I do, like, if O'Connell starts and I do have, end up with, like, an O'Connell um, Adams team, I, I think my run back would probably be DJ Moore or Cole Komet. Um, but I think that's the only way I'm playing these guys is just like a stack situation. I love the Johnson call, if he's able to clear concussion protocol. We talk about this all the time, though. Missing practice on Thursday with concussion protocol is is a tough tough sled to you know get back from. Um, we see people do it from time to time, but we'll see how this plays out. Um, we should note that Travis Homer, yeah. full practice on um Thursday. If Johnson's out, Homer could be that like pass catching back because it's not going to be Foreman. Um, so if they right. do get down in this game, I, I could see Homer being your run back option. Um, on a Vegas stack or just yeah, playing I, I Homer for value.
2: Yep. I wanted to mention him as well because he missed last week. Um, they did use some Darienton Evans out of the backfield, but it looks like Homer's going to make it back for this one. And he could have a really nice role. Um, and like we said, rookie quarterbacks like to check it down. Homer has, has shown an ability to, to catch passes out of the backfield. So I like that call a lot.
1: And also, I, I I wanted to agree with you on your Vegas defense call. I think they're very interesting this week. All right, moving on. We got Bills, Patriots, 40 and a half total in this game. Buffalo, eight and a half point favorite. This game opened at 41 and a half. It's down to 40 and a half as well. I mean, Keith, here's my thing. No one can sit here and argue Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. No one. Um, Stefan Diggs role this year has been worth every every ounce of dollars you've paid for him. Um, just a guy that's dominating the target share in this offense. He's put up over 20 fantasy points in all but one game this year. Um, and the game that he put up, he just didn't, didn't have like a monster game, but he still had a really solid game. 8,900 for Stefan Diggs this week is a really tough ask in a game Buffalo should dominate. Um, am, I, am I crazy here to think like this is a week we go underweight on digs and allen and just hope that like he doesn't have that like two touchdown game because i mean it's tough for me it's tough for me here to to pay the prices for these guys
2: yeah i mean it's certainly not not an appealing game environment um like the i can't believe that there's a total under 40 in a game that josh allen is the quarterback in 2023 like if you'd have told me that going into this season, like I think we all would have been shocked. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to, like they're, they're premium prices. These are the type of prices we play, play in like 50 point shootouts that we expect. So the total here is very concerning, which makes the price of, of Allen and Diggs very concerning. Um, they're really the only two I'm interested in. James Cook just hasn't hasn't had quite the workhorse role that we, we wanted to see from him. Um, Latavius Murray has still be, been involved. Uh, Damian Harris did did get hurt last week, unfortunately. So maybe that increases Cook's role a little bit. But I still don't think he's going to have the goal goal line role. Um, I kind of agree. I'm I'm lukewarm on this Buffalo offense, which seems wild to say, just because of of this game environment. I don't think New England can do much of anything. Um, Buffalo is dealing with injuries on on defense, a, a lot of them. Um, they lost. Uh, White, their their top corner. They lost Milano, their top linebacker. So like, but this but this New England offense has just been so atrocious. It's it's really hard to like anything on that side, and it's it's hard to see Buffalo being pushed. And in years past, they didn't need to be pushed, but it kind of feels like all teams need to be pushed this this season. So I I'm with you that the, the Allen Dig stack is just a little bit too expensive, and I'm not all that interested in James Cook either.
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in Cook. I, I will say, like, I like home favorites a little bit more. But I mean, this—they're a huge road favorite. My problem with James Cook is, I mean, Singletary gets rushing attempts, or not Singletary, Murray, Murray now. um yep. Murray gets rushing attempts. Like, when they're up in a game, they're really okay with like sharing the workload. Um, Harris did get hurt last week. Highly, I I, I would be shocked if he plays this week. So it might just be um uh, murray and cook so maybe cook gets a little bit more but i don't know if it's worth it on a site where we have so many i mean so many good running back plays this week there are a lot of good running back plays this week so um i had no issues like um finding running back plays on a week where i mean maybe that's just because the football is going to be awful but um yeah, I just I struggle paying the price. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to r- roll out. Like, if you're running running 150, to roll out some Allen Diggs teams, run it back with, like, a Kendrick Bourne on the other side of this game. Uh, Let's go to the New England side. I think Buffalo's defense, interesting. Like, if you want to play Cook, maybe pair him with Buffalo's defense because they're so expensive um, and just hope that this game is just very one-sided and Cook gets a ton of run. But let's go to the Patriots. We talked about Kendrick Bourne last week. Um, One of the things that we got right. Uh, he's cheap again. Came back with 11 targets, looked healthy, and they need to get this guy going. We, we talked about that last week on how Mac Jones just needs to get it going in general. Get 11 targets on 33 pass attempts. He had 33% of the targets last week for Mac Jones. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Patriots?
2: Yeah, I think it depends on on Juju being out again and Demario Douglas as well. If both of those guys are out again, then Kendrick Bourne might be one of my highest owned wide receivers. The role is just incredible. I don't think Devontae Parker is anything to be worried about on the other side as far as st- stealing target share. He just he hasn't produced in several years. Bourne very clearly ahead. Um, so 4,400 for a number one wide receiver, a team that's going to be trailing, we certainly assume. And a Patriots offense that's like shown they they have no problem airing it out a little bit when they, when they get behind. So, I Kendrick Bourne is the very clear run back if you're if you're doing the Allen Diggs stack. Um, I think for me to play a ton of him, it's going to depend on on Juju and Douglas being out again though. I'd be a little concerned that the like if he sees twenty five percent of the targets, he's probably still okay at forty four hundred. Um, but without Juju and Douglas, the chance for thirty percent targets again is is just incredible. Um, Ramondre Stevenson is is really cheap. I don't know that I'm going there. Um, just Zeke has been cutting into his role a little bit too much. Like the price, it looks appealing when you first look at it, but then you look at his role this year, and it just it's getting worse and worse every week. So I'm I'm probably off Ramondre also, even though he's really
1: cheap. I don't mind him. Um, like. I, if they do get behind in this game, like dump downs, um, he is someone that can get four or five, six catches out of the backfield. You know, we saw it last week. He had, I think, he had four. Oh, he had five. He had five catches last week. So, um, you're just, I mean, you're hoping for a touchdown out of Stevenson. The talent is there. I mean, that is the one thing that like is there for Stevenson. You're kind of paying for that, but I mean, their their offensive line has been awful. Um, so I mean, that's the the biggest concern is just getting it going offensively um but i mean buffalo is a team that is kind of like they're okay against the run they've been really good against the past but they're okay against the run so maybe stevenson is a guy we should have on our list um i have him ranked on DraftKings. i think that i think his price on dk is super fair yeah all right this game is awful all right moving on it's cleveland at indianapolis um this game opened at 39 and a half. It has since been bet up to 40 and a half Cleveland, a three point favorite They're They're a favorite on the road because this defense is they're legit. This defense legit. It's legit. Um, tried to talk Keith last week. You didn't listen to me. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, I
2: almost got there. If he had a touchdown, he and McCaffrey started off on fire too, and he got hurt. So, I know Cleveland ended up winning that game, which nobody saw coming. Their defense looks phenomenal. I'm not disagreeing with you that it's a very good defense. My argument was that San Francisco is a very good offense also. And they were having a little bit of success there. Um, McCaffrey going down certainly did not help. Debo got injured in that one as well. But they're they're a strong defense, no
1: doubt. No argument here. All right. um, Watson returned to practice. I think it was more of like a limited return to practice. Uh well, I mean, that's a situation we're going to be paying attention to. I mean, Deshaun Watson at quarterback upgrades a lot here, in my opinion. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how it, but like PJ Walker, he was okay in that game last week. He was okay enough to win the game. I think he scored like four <laughs> fantasy points. Um let's talk Cleveland. Let's talk Cleveland, P.J. Walker, and let's talk Cleveland Watson. Um, Cleveland with Watson, I think Cooper is okay. I just I hate that like his price got bumped up, and I mean the Colts are a very pass funnel defense. Has me a little interested in the passing game here, but I think like for me to get in Cleveland, it's probably more of like one PM only type of slates. Um, what are your thoughts on the Browns?
2: Yeah, I I mean it's in a dome here just the quarterback play with PJ Walker would be very very concerning for me. Um Cooper got a price increase like you mentioned. Like I think I think Cooper is still my target. Um just Elijah Moore is, is I'm not seeing the upside there. Um he's cheaper obviously, but just, Cooper has the ability to go for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think Elijah Moore has that type of upside. So I'm I'm off most of everyone here except for Amari Cooper. I would not play PJ Walker. Just give me Cooper by himself and hope they, all the production goes his way. Um, not interested in the tight ends. Not interested in the running backs, especially if Kareem Hunt plays. Um, if he is out, maybe you can take a look at Jerome Ford, but I don't love the matchup here against Indy. They've definitely been better against the run than they have against the past. So probably Amari Cooper, the only piece I'm looking at for Cleveland here.
1: We did see in that Baltimore game that Ford um, can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, I I mean, if Hunt is out, Ford, I think, is cheap enough where if he got, like, six catches out of the backfield and was able to do anything on the ground, um, he has a little bit of upside. So, I don't hate Jerome Ford. Like, we saw him fall in the end zone a couple times already um, this season. So, yeah, there's always that. Um, But, yeah, Cleveland's tough. The only thing, like, here for me is, like, I like Pittman a lot this week. Um his his target share is just massive. Granson looking like he's doubtful to play this week um with the concussion, didn't practice again on Thursday. So, I mean, I think Pittman's interesting, I think Downs is interesting, so like I always like to try to run it back. I don't know if this is necessarily a spot you have to run it back. I think both defenses in this game very playable. Um I don't I don't think I'm touching quarterback play in this game uh, Minshew Watson, whoever plays at quarterback on either side. Um, I just I think there's better cheap options this week.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not interested in, in quarterbacks at all. Um, surprised to hear you on Pittman, but the role is, is it's undeniable. It's just the role. You know, for, it's like, the role. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a great matchup, but those when you get into double digit targets on on DraftKings particularly, that that can be super value. And they valuable. play a lot of
1: man too, though. Like Cleveland plays a yeah. lot of man.
2: Yeah, that definitely true. But you get one touchdown for Pittman with all that volume, and and you're cooking for sure. So definitely understand that I like him as well. Um, Downs' price is is coming up, but it, like he's supported this. His role has supported this price tag still. So still a little bit underpriced in my opinion. I'm fine with both of those. I won't play him together and I won't play him with Minshew, but as as a one off type of piece, or if I'm playing some Ford or or Cooper, I, I don't mind that little secondary correlation. Running back is so tough here. Like I don't think Zach Moss is going anywhere. He just he looks too good. Um he didn't have a, a great game last week, but he did find the end zone. Like he's just he's gonna be around. And until Taylor gets back up to full speed, I don't think we can we can touch this running back situation.
1: Um, sorry, I got distracted by watching Derek Carr throw the ball downfield to Olave and Olave stop. And like the ball was 10 yards out of bounds, and Derek Carr is screaming at Olave. It's not the guy you scream (laughs) at, man. You scream at yourself. Uh, this game's ugly. I really think this game's ugly just in general. Um, again, like the reason I have interest in Pittman is the role opportunity. Uh, I mean, Minshew is going to lock in. Um, any interest in Ogletree at minimum salary as a tight end if Granson sits or is that just reaching and we just take shots maybe on like downs or Pierce? I just, I think Mayer has so much upside, even with the,
2: the quarterback downgrade that I, I'm just going to go there. If I didn't have any other option at 2,500 or 2,700, he's a couple hundred more. So I guess if I I absolutely needed that 200 bucks, I, I would be fine with it. Um, he's shown a little bit of talent and there's just nobody left in that tight end room. They're, like, they're not going to use Mo'Ally Cox as a receiver. Like He's kind of been pushed out of the rotation here. So yeah. I think he's fine, but I I'd strongly prefer Mayer if choosing if between the two.
1: Yeah, I think I spend up and get one of the Atlanta tight ends. Um, Musgrave at Green Bay. Um, all right, moving on. We spent way too much time on that game. <laughs> if that game shoots out, I'm going to get crushed this weekend. Just know that. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. This game was at 38 and a half. It's down to 37 and a half. Tampa two and a half point favorite here um, at home. We'll go to Atlanta Falcons first. Um, Drake London, another good game. 5,100 again. Um, He seems to be potentially underpriced. Um, Desmond Ritter throwing the ball more. Really good to see Atlanta kind of open up the playbook a little bit for this young quarterback. Um, and he's looked good doing it. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, they competed with Washington last week. Tampa should do a good job shutting down the run. I mean, you, you got to beat Tampa on the outside or across the middle. What are your thoughts here on Atlanta?
2: Yeah, I'm interested in some Ritter. He, he brings some rushing upside. So that gives you a nice floor. Um, I, my best lineup actually last week was, was a Ritter stack. Uh, didn't have Mostert, so didn't quite get there. Um, but I think he's in play again here. Like you said he's throwing the ball a ton. Like this what the most frustrating thing was Atlanta's offense last year. You just knew you were getting like 25 dropbacks and it was just unplayable. Now he has these talented receivers who were drafted at the top of the draft in Drake London and Kyle Pitts and they're finally starting to come up with some production here. So I'm I'm pretty excited actually about this Atlanta offense. Ritter at 5200 is is very much in play for me. He runs a little bit. Drake London got a price bump as well, but I still still think he's fine at 5100 And then there's two tight ends that, that I think you can target. Uh, Kyle Pitts at 4 k is still way too cheap for his talent level. And Johnu Smith has had a legitimate role here ever since week two. Um, at least five targets last week. Uh, he had six in every game before that. Um, caught a touchdown last week, so he still got there. But Johnu Smith's role, I'm totally fine with. Um, if I don't have the the four hundred to get up to Pitts with with London and Ritter, I'm fine going to Janu.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're we're realistically Drake, London, and Pitts and Janu are like wide receiver one, two, and three. Um, they're using Janu yep. and Kyle Pitts in the slot a lot. And I mean, Mac Collins will get a few targets. I think he only had two targets last week. Scotty Miller had a couple targets last week, but realistically, looking at like snap share and everything else like i mean we got to keep playing these tight ends i think um so i I think both tight ends are in play and i i hate to say it i think i think pitts has the lower floor maybe higher ceiling but i I think john who is like the better play right now um his role just is phenomenal um don't don't sleep on drake london in this spot i think Bijan. This was what I was super worried about coming into the season. Um, I I talked about this a lot on XM um, this summer about just them using Algier and like him not getting enough targets out of the backfield. Like this dude is extremely talented, Um, extremely talented. No one's going to sit here and say Bijan Robinson's not extremely talented. Just, I mean, it's a two headed monster and he needs some touchdowns. Um, If they get behind in this game, I think Bijan out of the backfield Six plus, seven plus targets. So DraftKings, I think Bijan very much in play. I think you could play him on FanDuel as well, just because I do think he has touchdown upside um, talent-wise. But uh, Atlanta, really interesting team. Um, I'm with you. I, I think Desmond Ritter is somewhat interesting um, this week. I think Tampa's interesting, going to the other side of this game. Tampa's pass offense has not been awful, um, and you kind of want to throw the ball against Atlanta. Their run defense is, is somewhat good. I think this is a spot where, you know, kind of what we talked about with Sam Howell last week, we talked a lot about like McLaurin and like how you had to attack the outside against Atlanta, Atlanta ranks 29th in DVOA against the past. They just haven't been challenged by many teams on the outside. I think Tampa is a team that can challenge them with, with Godwins and Evans, um, Godwin and Evans. If you're looking at these Atlanta guys, I think that you run it back with an Evans or Godwin. No one, no one has the right answer. Um, you can never get these guys right, but you play them <laughs> both. Yeah, I mean,
2: just from what you're saying about the the outside stuff, I, that leads me to Evans. Um, they're they're and they're so close in price. Like a lot of the times, Godwin will be like six or eight hundred cheaper than Evans, so that makes it a tougher call because Godwin is priced right next to Evans. I think it, it's a pretty strong lean for me, Evans over Godwin, and I'm generally more of a Godwin guy than than an Evans guy, but I think the matchup suits Evans a little bit better um I don't know that I'm playing Baker I probably just just go Ritter and a cheap receiver there and then go with a uh, Tampa Bay wide receiver rather rather than take up some exposure on Baker stacks but I don't think it's crazy he's, he's really cheap he's not even that much more than Ritter honestly just 100 more in fact um, so I don't think it's crazy but I try to limit my pool a little bit and I, I'll just hope to to get the guy who has the rushing ceiling as well. Um, so Ritter over, over Baker for me, but the, both of the receivers in play for sure.
1: I think we have to give Baker a thought, um, because I mean, he does scramble run, like he, he's not like a design run guy, but he'll have these like sc- scramble eight, nine yard runs from time to time. Um, and he could throw, like, he, he has so much talent around him. The talent is why you take shots on Baker Mayfield. Like, he, I don't want to say it, but he's actually looked okay. I mean, like, we knew he was going to struggle against Detroit. Detroit's defense is is super underrated. I think people are starting to come around to it now. Um, we knew he was going to struggle. We talked about it last week. I think this is a fantastic bounce back. Like, again, I don't think Atlanta's defense has been challenged enough when you're just looking at, like, who they've played this year. I mean, they played Carolina week one, they played Green Bay week two, Detroit in Detroit week three, um, Jacksonville week four across the, across the pond. That was a weird game where all the players looked exhausted. Houston week five, Washington week six. They I'm not putting Baker Mayfield ahead of any of those quarterbacks. I'm just saying like this team, this defense hasn't been challenged. And when they have been challenged, they've struggled. So um I mean, look what look what McLaurin did last week. I think that's a perfect example of the upside that is potentially there for one of these guys, and I think I'm with you. I think Evans is the guy. McLaurin had six for 81. If he scored a touchdown last week, he would have been very highly up there with a bunch of the other wide receivers. So Evans or Godwin, I'll probably play both of them. Um, I'm not getting cute and going to like a Trey Palmer. He is getting more involved. I don't think this is a week I play Otten. Even though this defense has struggled against tight ends, his role is just so minimal. Um, I I think it's Godwin or Evans, maybe Baker, Evans, and Godwin stacks. I think that Baker's cheap enough that you can make that work. Uh, We do have a question in YouTube if we have any interest in White. I like his role. Um, He's on the field a ton. Atlanta's run defense is solid. I think this is tough.
2: Yeah, I, I like his price more so than his role. They've been using Keyshawn Vaughn quite a bit the last
1: they couple have, of weeks. You're right.
2: Uh, yep. So is it, I think is he's taken a bit of a role hit over the last few weeks, but the price is coming down with that. As a guy who's talented catching the ball out of the backfield, I, he's certainly in play. Um, I would use him as a run back on on Ritter stuff more than I would use him as the guy that's going to run for two touchdowns. I think I think his upside comes from catching the ball out of the backfield
1: he for what it's worth i don't even have him white written down on my on my sheet um and i have i think i had like 13 running backs written down white didn't make my list all right moving on we got detroit at baltimore
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: 43 and a half total in this game. Baltimore, a three point favorite. Um crazy. This game. Baltimore and Detroit has the highest total of the one o'clock games. Um <laughs> when you're thinking about like just defense in general and stuff. Um Baltimore three point favorite here. We'll go Detroit first. Um the running back situation, it sounds like Montgomery's not gonna play. Uh, I mean, as of right now, it doesn't seem like um it doesn't seem like he'll play gibbs practice thursday that could be huge um if he's back you know it's a hamstring injury is he going to play 100 percent? reynolds is banged up the running back room is banged up st brown was st brown last week keith 12 catches 124 scored a touchdown what are your thoughts here on detroit
2: it's really tough with the running back situation um if gibbs is a go is he a true lead back would be my question there. I kind of feel like he's not, but who who else do they have is the question. Like, I don't think Reynolds is playing either. So are they going to run Divine Azigbo a ton? Like, I think this might be a spot where Jared Goff throws the ball a ton, which means I have a bunch of interest in Amonra, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. It's not the best matchup on the board, um, but just the the way that the the Detroit running backs room is banged up, I don't think they're willing to to run Jameer Gibbs twenty times, so that means that Jared Goff's going to be throwing the ball a ton. So I don't know if I want to double stack it because I feel like the like he's outside, he always plays worse away from that the dome at home. Um, but I certainly have interest in in using either one of these guys, St. Brown or Laporta, um, just as a secondary stack with Baltimore stuff, as a run back with Lamar stuff. Um, yeah, I mean I I think the pass catchers have a lot of upside I- even in a tough matchup.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert, Lamar Jackson is way too cheap this week. Um yeah. on DraftKings anyway. I think on FanDuel he was he I ranked him first on FanDuel, so he must be too cheap on FanDuel too. Um way too cheap. Way too cheap. We're seeing like Lamar Jackson run the ball more too. I, so I'm with you. I don't think this is a spot I played Jared Golf. Um I think it's a really tough spot. Jared Goff has looked phenomenal this year. Let's just give him credit. Um, he's looked great. Detroit's defenses look great. Detroit as a whole has looked great. Um, in spots, I'm, I'll put, I'll play Jared Goff, no problem. Um, especially when he's at home. Tough matchup in Baltimore. I am. I'm looking at St. Brown. I'm looking at Laporta, and that's more of just. I I could play Laporta and Andrews together because of the role for these two tight ends. They're two of the top three tight ends on the slate this week. Um, So double stack tight ends with like a a Zay flowers and Lamar stack, I think is very playable Um, or just play St. Brown. But I I like St. Brown and Laporta a lot. I think that this game has a ton of potential for the one o'clock games. Let's go to the Baltimore side. I already kind of said it, Keith. I think Lamar is underpriced Um, 13 rushing attempts last week. Over nine rushing attempts now in four of the last five games. He's running the ball over 45 rushing yards in four of the last five games. This is a guy that has two touchdown rushing upside, and he's 7,600 at quarterback. Um, Talk to me here about Baltimore.
2: Yeah, Baltimore might be my favorite team of the week, Uh, and it's not because of the matchup. Like Detroit is a very good defense. I don't think they've really been tested a ton, though, either. They play in a really weak division. Um, Obviously, they they held Kansas City down in week one. That was a Thursday night game to open the season, so maybe you can say that that Kansas City wasn't quite at peak performance there. Um, But I I do believe in this Detroit defense. It's Baltimore's pricing, though, that I'm so interested in. You talked about Lamar at 7,600. We know where his targets are going. They're going to Zay Flowers, and they're going to Mark Andrews. And both of those guys are 5,700. Like that is way too cheap for the talent on this offense and the the amount of volume that they're receiving. Zay Flowers with another eight targets last week. Uh, we know Mark Andrews has double-digit target upside. We've seen it multiple times before. Six targets for him last week. Um, I'm like, you can double-stack Lamar, and I don't think you have to do that, but the price of his two pass catchers, I think it's very viable to double-stack him this week. Um and just hope that he throws for the touchdowns instead of the runs for the touchdowns. And that's how he gets there. I'll have single stacks as well because he obviously has as much rushing upside as anybody in the league, but it's a tough matchup, but we talked about low totals across the board on the entire slate. So I think Lamar um, is my favorite quarterback on the whole slate. I'm going to play a ton of Zay Flowers and a ton of Mark Andrews with them because that's where the ball's going. I don't think Odell Beckham or, or Rashad Bateman is near enough involved for me to want to take chances on them. They're both really cheap. If you have a different opinion on that um, by all means, but I think I even prefer Nelson Aguilar over like Odell Beckham. Like Beckham just doesn't look like he has any juice left. Bateman has trouble staying on the field, um, but it's very clearly Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews as, as Lamar's top two targets for me.
1: Yeah. I think um like Beckham and Aguilar are like coin flips to me. I, I think that those are the, like it's not, it's not Bateman. I can tell you that it's not Bateman. Um So like if you're if you're double stacking, whether you're doing like Lamar Andrews or Lamar Flowers, like those are the two guys I like the most. Maybe you double stack with like one of the cheap guys just to kind of free up some money, um, and just hope one of those guys catch a touchdown. I think I think Nelson Aguilar has more touchdown upside. Um, he has definitely been more of a red zone threat than Odell Beckham Jr. So, Odell Beckham is like you said. Um, He's just – his eight out's really low. He'll have like one or two really good catches and then like kind of just disappear. But um, I think it's a bad fit for him. I think Baltimore was a bad fit for him. I'm just, you know, being honest. But the good thing about Baltimore in general is you kind of know who to play. You play Lamar, you play Flowers, you play Andrews. Yep. Yeah, there's some secondary pieces here, but you're not touching the running back situation. Detroit has been phenomenal against the run. I mean, they rank – third in DVOA they're they're uh, rated number one on pro football focus as run defense I just yeah no no thoughts and no chance I'm even touching this year uh running back situation Uh, Lamar's the running back anyway so it doesn't matter you get to play him a quarterback (laughs) all right Arizona at Seattle we move to the four o'clock games I think all of the four o'clock games are solid uh you know we talked about like how this week kind of eh All four four of the 4 o'clock games, I think, are super solid. So um, I don't want to be winning a tournament heading into the 4 o'clock games with very low PMR. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Uh, 44.5 total, Seattle's 7.5-point favorites. Arizona, Kyler Murray got activated this week. Um, It sounds like Dobbs is the guy, though. You know, Murray, they're going to be very careful with him. Coming back from a torn ACL last year, uh, December, I think. Talk to me here about the Cardinals. Um, one of the, t- one of the things I got wrong last week is just trusting um De Mercado, even with Ingram coming back that hurt some really good teams. I'm not worried about Marquis Brown's role and what happened last week with him. I think he's one of the top value plays on the slate. Again, 11 targets again, Dobbs is now playing for a job with Murray potentially coming back. Like he's trying to show what he has. And I mean, the Seattle defense is getting better and better, but they're really struggling against the pass. They've been phenomenal against the run, but they're struggling against the pass.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, Dobbs is the, the concern here, right? He looked really good there for a couple of weeks, and he's been kind of who he thought he was uh, coming into this season the last couple of weeks here. I still think they're playing from behind, and they're they're throwing the ball plenty in this situation. I'm not sure I'm getting to Dobbs, but I'm definitely getting the Marquise Brown. Um, Eleven targets. A lot of them were uncatchable. Um, only caught four of them. <laughs> but that's that's three weeks in a row with double-digit targets. So I agree with that Marquise Brown is just he's way underpriced. I'm going to keep playing him. The Seattle pass defense, just real quick on that, that they were without Tariq Woolen for a couple of weeks, who's one of the top corners. Their their rookie corner, uh, Devon Witherspoon, looks awesome as well. So I do think this pass this pass defense is better than what they've shown this season. Um, but that being said, like the the price on Marquise Brown is just too cheap, and and I have to take shots there. I think that's really all I'm interested in. It's like I'm interested in the other side of this game as well. So I might end up with quite a bit of exposure to to Brown. I'm looking for another piece that I like. Ertz is losing work. We haven't seen him get the same type of target share that he had at the beginning of the season. I don't know that McBride has a big enough role that I want to go there yet either. So, it, I mean, it's just Marquise Brown for me here, I think.
1: Yeah, I think Marquise Brown. Um, I think Michael Wilson is someone, if, you, like, if you're wanting that other piece, I think it's Wilson. I will say, like, they're getting more very involved in this offense as well. So like maybe he's a guy like the, I think both of those cheap options are, are interesting, like cheap runbacks. Um, I think Brown's the guy 27% target rate again, last week Moore had a 17% target rate. It was the second highest. Um, he had seven targets and ran, um, 10 fewer routes than Michael Wilson. So I, I think more has more has a little bit of upside. Um, if you're looking for like that cheap wide receiver to have in your, in your stacks and yeah, if, okay, their top corners coming back. um I haven't checked. I don't think he shadows. Um I mean, if you're thinking like, you know, maybe no, Brown gets a little, yeah. So maybe I, I think they're going to move Hollywood around where he's not getting yeah. that guy a lot. So I, I think more at 3,500 though. I mean, he scores a touchdown. They, they've designed runs for him. Like he's had, two big runs already this year i think he's interesting at 3500 as a as a punt play here
2: yeah i like that call good pivot away from uh wandel robinson who i think is going to be a lot more popular than than both of these guys too
1: i think he's gonna be chalk i'm with you on robinson uh seattle dk metcalf it was uh, he's just angry last week he was so angry he had 10 (laughs) targets and he was angry um just uh, that dk metcalf in a nutshell I, man what's not to like about Seattle um, I mean Gino I think is okay. My problem with Gino is like Walker could easily run two balls in here. I think Gino needs to have like three touchdowns um, to hit like that ceiling Arizona is definitely a spot for that to happen. Um, I think we should talk about Walker first though Charbonnet is dealing with a hamstring didn't practice again Thursday if Charbonnet is out, They're not going to run a lot of Dallas, if any, DJ Dallas out there. I think this is a Walker plays 80, 85% of the snaps, only comes out when he needs a breather type of game against one of the worst run defenses in football.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Walker's one of the best running back plays on the entire slate. I'm a little bit concerned about the ownership, um, especially if Charbonnet gets ruled out. I almost hope that Charbonnet plays so that it doesn't, send his ownership to the sky because he could get really popular here. People don't think that this Arizona defense can stop anyone. And I I kind of agree with that. Um, So Walker's a great play. It'd be a really tough fade. Just, it depends on where the ownership comes in. He's a phenomenal play, but I think how I'm playing this game as if that, if that comes to fruition and Walker's like 30%, I'm going to be playing the Gino double stacks. We haven't really seen him hit this year, Um, but DK had had a very nice game last week. Lockett, we we know, has a massive ceiling as well. He's only 6K. I like that price quite a bit for him. And Jackson Smith and and Jigba might be my favorite wide receiver under 4K. Um, Five targets last week. We've seen him get a lot more involved here recently. Just a rookie wide receiver who hasn't quite been fully integrated into the offense yet, but I think we continue to see his role grow as the year rolls on. So 3,900 for Smith and Jigba. We know he is a very talented guy. First round draft pick. 3,900 is just not enough for him in this matchup here against Arizona, who I think Seattle will be able to move the ball any way they want. Hopefully they they throw it around through the air quite a bit before Kenneth Walker takes over. And and hopefully Kenneth, like I'm just hoping for the touchdown variance, right? You hope that that your wide receivers catch a touchdown each and Walker only scores once instead of twice. And that, that's kind of how the Geno stacks get there over Walker.
1: I mean, you hope Walker doesn't score and you get three touchdowns from Geno, I mean, all three of them to be DK beautiful. and yeah. lock it. I mean, <laughs> that's what you're really hoping for. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> listen, I, I think you can play both sides of this, right? I think you play the running game. Yeah. I think you can play the passing game. I think you play Seattle's defense with Walker. Um, I think all of that is playable this week when looking at this game as a whole. That's what makes it a phenomenal game DFS-wise. There's different ways to build sacks out for this game um so yeah i i mean i feel like this is a spot gino could have a big game i, I really do um too. and i could see walker having a big game like i could see it either way i just like ceiling wise i think like you kind of want it to be gino because he's gonna have a lot lower ownership um than walker is all right moving on like i said i like that game moving on to a game another game that is kind of sneaky good you know the Steelers and rams 43 and a half total here rams the three-point favorite I'm struggling with the Steelers side of this game, Keith. And I, I need you to talk some guidance into me here because I want to play the Rams side. Everybody wants to play the Rams side. What are we doing with the Pittsburgh Steelers this week? Um, big news. Deontay Johnson, full practice Wednesday. Sounds like he'll get activated um before this weekend. And I mean that's it's good and bad. I mean, no Deontay Johnson. Pickens is clearly cut like the, the top option to play here. But Johnson is 5K in a game where we ha- we potentially have a lot of interest in the Rams side of this game.
2: Yeah, I do have interest in the Rams side. So I'm with, I'm with you. I'm struggling to figure out the Pittsburgh side. I think it, it might just be Deontay Johnson. You just have to trust him coming off the injury. Um, 5k is, is certainly a price point where, where you can take shots. He's a guy that we've seen get double digit targets before. So, um, I am worried about the quarterback play, but I don't think this Rams defense is, is anything to be frightened of either. So I could see paths to, to Deontay Johnson catching eight to 10, 10 balls in this spot. Um, especially if they're, they're playing from behind. I don't have a ton of it. Like Friar Muth is banged up and I don't have any interest in the tight end room whatsoever pickens would really be the only other guy um the running back situation has been a nightmare all all season long so it, it's really pickens or deontay for me and uh, and only going to be run backs on on the ram stuff
1: yeah i i mean i don't want to touch the running back situation um we'll have to kind of see like if fair meets his back i think if he plays i think you could take some shots on him at 3900 just his role is solid I'm just going to be mixing and matching some Pickens and Johnson. Um, I might double stack them on like Cooper Cup teams because I, I think like Cooper Cup ceiling is Pittsburgh keeping up with this game. Um, let's talk about the Rams side. Stafford's cheap on FanDuel. I, I don't think like he's a guy that I have a ton of interest on DraftKings just because we have a lot of cheap options on DraftKings. On FanDuel, like Stafford opens up a lot of stuff on FanDuel. So I think he's very playable on FanDuel. Um, obviously, the big talk this week is the running back room here. Zach Evans looks like he's going to be the guy that's going to get the opportunity. They do have Royce Freeman, they signed Miles Gaskin off the practice squad. Um, Rams, Keith, talk to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's Cooper Cup, that's that's what I'm interested in. 9,500 <laughs> glad, glad the, the price is coming up, but still not enough for, for vintage Cooper Cup as we've seen two weeks in a row now. So that's that's where I want my Rams exposure. The running back situation, I'm a little bit concerned about. Like it seems like Zach Evans should get the opportunity, but they also have um Freeman, like you mentioned, they called up Gaskin and they signed um I'm I'm forgetting his name right now. The the guy that used to be there behind Akers. Um oh man, I, I just had his name and I lost it. Oh, anyway, he knows the offense though. Um Daryl Henderson. They they, yeah. they signed Daryl Henderson to the practice squad as well. Um, he knows the offense. I feel like he could come in and have a role right away, even though he hasn't been with the team until a couple of days ago. So I don't know that Evans is is a fantastic play. If he's going to get popular, I probably end up underweight. I do think this is a great spot for the Rams offense. And one of these guys smashes, I just, I'm not sure that it's as clear as, as the ownership on Zach Evans might might think that it, like the field might think it is on on Zach Evans. So going to keep an eye on that. If he ends up in the 30% range, I'm probably going to be underweight on Zach Evans. Um, If he, if nobody wants to play him because they're scared of it, then I I probably lean into the, to the uncertainty and and go over the field on Zach Evans. So it's an ownership play for me. Give me as much Cooper cup as I can fit in. I think Puka is really interesting as well. Um, We finally saw his targets take a little bit of a dip last week, but like we saw that in week three as well, and then he bounced right back with ten targets. So uh, Puka is expensive, and I think people are going to shy away from him if he's if he's low owned this week. I'm I'm in on that for sure.
1: Shout out to Head Chopper. So Chop has always been someone that I've trusted a lot when it comes to college football. He says that like Zach Evans was like a stud coming out of high school, went to TCU got hurt at old miss a lot with his, with injuries the last year. But like, I mean, if McVay gives this guy, the ball could be a huge um, play this week. So shout out to chop um, for that. Like, cause again, I trust him when it comes to college football, the guy knows his college football. I love Cooper cup this week. I'm with you. Um, I don't know how much Tyler Higby I get. I do like the fact that like he's projected for like 4% ownership. So um, if I double stack, you could, you know, Stafford, cup Higby on Fandle and that's Fanduel. like I don't think I get to Stafford on DraftKings I think that on Fandle um at his price I get to him and take some shots potentially stacking Higby and cup together um over there but I mean Fanduel, there's some good tight end Tight end plays where like there's still a lot of value at tight end on Fanduel as well. But I think on Fanduel, if you're playing Stafford, you could double stack Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. Um, you're hoping Stafford throws for three touchdowns because he's not going to rush and get you a ton of rushing upside. Um, I think that's it, right? Not much else to to add. Um, thoughts on chops? Thoughts on Evans? Yeah, I mean,
2: it, it's great to hear that he's that he's super talented. I'm just I'm concerned about the the workload is the only thing like (laughs) yeah right if if like I could see whenever inactives come out or whatever like if if Henderson gets elevated from the practice squad now we've got another name to deal with who already knows the offense Freeman has been up every week this season I think so he, he certainly can be involved I'm not doubting the talent on Evans I'm not doubting the spot I love love the spot against Pittsburgh but it's it's the role that I'm concerned about He's cheap enough where he doesn't need a huge role, but yeah, I I mean, I'm in, I'm going to play some, it just depends on what the field ends up doing, whether, whether I end up underweight or overweight. He's certainly a guy I feel like I want to take a stand on. Like, I don't want to just play him at the field. I feel like I can, can get an edge either. If, if I feel like he's too, too being, if he's too popular, I want to be underweight. If he's not popular enough, I want to be overweight.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Thursday. We have him currently at 18% on DraftKings. I think that's fair.
2: Yeah, I mean I like that number quite a bit. I'd probably go over that over that number.
1: The it's the price. You yeah. if, if he if we do project him as like the starting running back, 4K starting running back against Pittsburgh, who's really struggled against the run this year. I mean, we guess we should have, you know, said that, but Pittsburgh is allowing 143 yards rushing per game this year. It's the fourth highest in the NFL. Um I mean, so that obviously helps the upside a little bit for a 4K guy. I mean, you're you're playing him because he's four K um that that's why you're playing him yep. all right game of the week i almost switched it just around um because like just to finish on this game but it's not my favorite game so i left it because my favorite <laughs> game is last chargers chiefs 47 and a half total the chiefs a five and a half point favorite here We'll go Chargers first. Uh, the Chiefs defense, they're looking legit, man. They're ninth in total DVOA, only allowing 198 passing yards uh, per game. I mean, some of that's opponents, right? We, we got we to gotta pump the brakes a little bit. Um, you know, they played Chicago. They played the Jets. They played Denver. I mean, Minnesota had a tough spot, tough game. We have to pump the brakes a little bit as far as, like, quarterbacks that have played this defense. This game has all the potential in the world. It has all the, the ceiling upside in the world. Eckler, Allen, Palmer, maybe Everett. I mean, I really think you just kind of stick to the the studs here. Allen, Allen and Eckler and maybe a little bit of Herbert. Um, you play the studs and just hope that they show up in a big spot.
2: Yeah, um, Eckler and, and Allen are two def- two guys you definitely want exposure to. Um, we saw Eckler come back last week and and jump kind of right back into that role. His efficiency was weighed down, but it was a really tough matchup against a very good Dallas defense. Um, I do think the Kansas City defense is solid. I don't know that they're in that in a top in a top tier of the NFL by any means, but they're certainly much better than they have been in years past. Um I feel like Kansas City is gonna play from ahead in this spot, and Eckler is so good out of the backfield. Like we we know he can catch. <laughs> 10 balls out of the backfield if if that's what they decide to do and keenan allen has just been getting so much of the target share since mike williams has been out that i'm gonna be loaded up on him i think he's too cheap for this spot um i think slightly prefer allen over eckler just because the the rushing efficiency we saw from him last week maybe he's not quite 100 percent and i know keenan allen's going to be just targeted a ton like i i can't see a world where he doesn't get double-digit targets in this spot. Um, 8,600, just too cheap for, for the role that he's going to have. If he finds the end zone, he's going to smash. Um, not not as sold on Everett. Palmer is the guy that that I'm struggling with. Like, his role has looked really good. He just hasn't done much with it. Um, another seven targets last week. That's three weeks in a row with seven-plus targets. Um, he only caught four of them, though. Um, I probably still play him because he's on only 4,800 and because of the game environment. Um, I do have concerns about the talent level there, uh, but it's it's Keenan Allen is the main guy for me here. That that's the guy I know I want to just jam in as much as possible. Like I probably yeah. have Cooper Cup and or Keenan Allen on every team that I build.
1: Well, one of the two is that what you're saying.
2: Y- yep, I yeah. think just yeah. one of those guys is going to smash. I'm almost certain of it.
1: I mean, you hope so, right? Like that's what you're that's what you're paying up for. Um, oh my gosh, Marno, the tight end for the Saints just dropped a wide open touchdown. <sighs> Um, I will say this last year, week 11, Kansas City, uh, LA Chargers, Keenan Allen, eight targets, five catches, 94 yards. I mean, it wasn't a monster game. Different offensive coordinator is what we have to keep reminding ourselves, yes. And Mike Williams, we, yeah, is out. Mike Williams is out, but we've just seen like. This is a different Allen Keenan Allen this year. Yep. Yeah, different Keenan Allen. So, um, I mean, it's hard for me not to love Keenan Allen in this spot. I'm with you. Um, I just, gosh, how do you not, how do you not love him in this spot? I just think like Palmer is a guy that's cheap. That like, if Allen's struggling, Palmer, I mean, he's getting the targets. He's over 60 yards in three straight. Like, he just needs the touchdown. Yeah, 4,800 touchdown, 60, 70 yards, five, six catches. You're there. Um, so um, That's kind of it, I think, on the Chargers. I, I really don't want to go d- deep diving here. Going to the Chiefs side of this game, there's going to be a lot of talk about McCole Hardman coming back. <laughs> Whatever. Um, could he score three <laughs> touchdowns? Sure. Will I have a little bit? Probably because I'm, I'm a sicko. He knows the offense. They are desperate desperate need of somebody um mvs is just running straight down the field i still think rasheed rice is the the best option not named travis kelsey in the passing game i really like the spot for pacheco keith i you might call me crazy and everyone can kind of call me crazy my favorite contrarian play in this game is pacheco chiefs defense
2: i don't think that's crazy um like the Chiefs' defense is twenty four hundred, and they've been extremely solid this season. Like Herbert can turn the ball over. I don't. I don't think like. He's dealing with that hand injury still as well. So I. I don't think playing Chiefs' defense at twenty four hundred is crazy by by any means. Um, the, and Pacheco is cheap also at, at sixty one hundred. And and the Chargers have long been a team that we can attack on the ground. They've been a run funnel for for a couple years now. So I, I like that call quite a bit. I, I'm with you completely on the wide receiver situation like Hardman, I think the guy he affects the most is is Tony. Um, like they run the same type of design stuff for for Hardman when he was there as they have been doing for Tony. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get a design run down in the at the red zone. Um, so I think he's playable at 3200 but Rasheed rice is is my preferred receiving option. if I'm using Patrick Mahomes it's it's rice that I want to play. Um, I would use Hardman more as as a runback um on Herbert stuff or even just secondary correlation with like a Keenan Allen. Of course Kelsey is amazing. Um we saw the ceiling come out last week, 24 DraftKings points and he did not even score. Um so like like double digit targets is in play yet again. 8K is an uncomfortable price for a tight end, but you got to look at him as as wide receiver one like you like you mentioned earlier. So um yeah I mean I think think that about does it you probably one exposure to this game. It's the highest total of the week by, by a good margin. So load up as, as much as you want.
1: My, my, my second question for you is obviously Travis Kelsey, wide receiver one. Could you, if you can make it work because we do have so much value, could you see yourself going like a Patrick Mahomes, Pacheco Kelsey build, or do you think that's just too expensive and that's too stretching your team out too much?
2: yeah because of the price of Mahomes I mean I guess Mahomes could throw a Pacheco one I think that's the scenario you're looking for because I think the Chargers. you gotta have
1: Allen right like you have to have Allen on the other side or Eckler so like that is a really think so I was just I was just like looking at it really quick like if you plug in if you plug in Pacheco Allen Mahomes and Kelsey you're left with 3800 yeah,
2: that's that's probably too expensive. I, I don't think you can find enough ceiling throughout the rest of your lineup to make that work.
1: No, because even if you play the Patriots defense, which is the cheapest defense of the week, or let's just say like Arizona against Seattle, that might be like twenty three hundred, it's still forty one hundred a player. Like you even with Evans, um and a flex tight end and like Wandell, like you're I mean, everyone's building the same team at that point. Um Right. So yeah, I mean If it wins, you split split with a hundred people in the first and I mean, you're still making money. Um, (laughs) We don't want that to win. All right. Um, Again, I I don't, I don't think it's crazy to say everyone is overweight in the passing game on both sides of this game and just going Pacheco chiefs defense and just being super different with this game. Chiefs defense has got after the quarterback a lot this season. I don't think it's, I, I just don't think it's crazy. Like, if you're going to be underweight on this game, like, the Chiefs' defense has double-digit fantasy points in three of six games. Like, Pacheco gets there because, I mean, then they don't really use McKinnon a lot, like, in that scenario. Pacheco gets 20 attempts, scores a touchdown or two. You need him to score two touchdowns, really, and, like, maybe get a defensive touchdown. I don't know. I I just – I don't – this game is so hyped, and it should be such a great football game. I, I just worry about this game, and I probably shouldn't.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're going about it the right way. If it fails, it's because the Chiefs' defense doesn't allow the Chargers to to keep up. Like, and then the we've seen the Chiefs kind of pull back this year, and and that's when they would get Pacheco really involved. So I I like your angle of how to play this. If if it fails, it's probably because of of the Chiefs' defense. So I I don't hate that angle at all.
1: Chiefs defense gets one or two touchdowns. Pacheco scores. Mahomes only throws one touchdown at his price. Like that. I mean, Mahomes is going to have a good game. I'd be, I'd be shocked if Mahomes doesn't have a good game here. Yeah, but I mean, he could go two ninety and two and not be optimal easily. Like that's he what we keep get talking boners? about with the uh, expensive quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. His pass catchers are just bad, man. I mean, and they just they they are just using so many like stacking the chiefs is, is so hard because you just, none of the secondary pieces are playing. Watson might not play. I mean, does, does that bump up somebody? I don't know. Um, who knows? Maybe it bumps up McCole Hardman. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> no. McCole Hardman I, goes right into think, the Watson
2: role. I think Justin Ross is the guy, but he's still not going to see enough of the field that, that <laughs> we can target him. I don't think, um, maybe, maybe rice runs even more routes, which just, furthers solidifies my interest in him um but yeah it, 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 chiefs wide receivers are, are tough
1: green bay packers denver broncos is where we finish 45 total in this game the green bay packers a one and a half point favorite on the road keith my favorite game of the week i love the green bay packers coming off of a bye extra week for christian watson to get healthy be available he's 5600 Jordan Love is 5800 it opens up everything you want to build you can triple stack it or double stack it with Luke Musgrave at 3300 at tight end i love the green bay packers against this terrible denver defense
2: yeah i mean this is a fantastic spot i'm i'm completely with you um the christian watson thing is just looks so so juicy this week 5600 for what this guy was last year, it would be way too cheap for this matchup. Coming off the bye, like you said, should be fully healthy for the first time this year. We saw seven targets from him going into the bye. Like, he is way too cheap. I'm a little bit concerned that the entire field is going to see this, and he's going to end up as as a chalky wide receiver. Having Marquise Brown in the same price tag certainly is helpful. Um Like, because I I want both of those guys, hopefully they eat into each other's ownership and I can end up overweight on both, but love this spot for Christian Watson. Um, I think we could see eight targets ish. And we know like he scored touchdowns at an extremely high rate last season. Um, So like love is going to be looking for him down in the red zone. He's a huge target. Uh, Love, love the Watson call. Jordan Love has rushing upside at, at a cheap price tag, so very similar to the Ritter play, very similar to Dobbs. Like I think that he can find a ceiling for his price tag where he's the cheap quarterback that kind of wins the week. We've seen that happen several times this season. Um, this matchup is is as good as it gets. So love the, to Watson. I'm completely on board with you. I think Dobbs is in play as well. I know he didn't have much of a role last week, but the two weeks before that, um, and one of them was with Christian Watson, I believe, um, double digit targets. So I, I think Dobbs could spike at any time. And Jaden Reed is still involved as well. I don't think that's crazy either. If you're looking to double stack him, I would not play Jordan Love without Christian Watson. I don't think just because I think that's where the upside comes from, the big playability, but I'm I'm fine double stacking with one of the other cheap guys include Musgrave in that group as well. The other thing I want to talk about is I really hope Aaron Jones plays in this game. If he's healthy, this is a fantastic spot for Aaron Jones like, he, he was on his way to smashing against Chicago. This is a very similar spot here um, against Denver. 6,800, I don't think anybody's playing Aaron Jones. I think people are looking to the passing game, and I think he has three touchdown upside in the spot.
1: Love the Aaron Jones call. I hope he plays as well. Um, that's not going to stop my love for, for Jordan Love in this spot, though, for what it's worth. I, I just – I worry – the only thing I worry about Aaron Jones, hamstring injury, like he tried to play week four um, – left game really early in that one because of um, the hamstring. AJ Dillon stepped in week five, had 20 carries for 30 or for 76 yards and a touchdown. If Jones is out, I think you can play AJ Dillon at 5,300 in this spot. Love Jordan. Love, love Watson. I think Dobbs is in an excellent spot for a bounce back game. Musgrave. The, if you are looking at the game log week four, he, is when he got the concussion really early in that game but the production has been fantastic. He's been very involved here. So uh, love Luke Musgrave as well. This is one of the reasons that I said you could potentially play Kelsey um, as like a flex type of play because you could play Musgrave at tight end and then you could play Kelsey as your flex and just play Kelsey as a wide receiver one. I think it's really close this week between like Kelsey, Cooper Cup um, and Keenan Allen is like the top option. Um, if that, if that Kansas city game shoots out, Travis Kelsey's going to have a huge line, um, huge line. I don't know if he has the ceiling as Cooper cup and Keenan Allen though, but Kelsey is a guy that can catch three touchdowns in any game, runbacks, runbacks options. I'm not playing, um, Wilson. He's, I mean, <laughs> he's cheap enough where you could potentially play him. I don't think this is a spot, uh, going back to what we were talking about with like Washington, um, really early in the, in the show. Wilson put up his best game of the year against Washington. That's why you got to challenge that defense, man. Um Denver, 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 Denver. The running back situation's a mess. I, I think you're taking shots on Sutton at 52. You're taking shots on Judy at 58. Large field tournaments, I think you're taking some shots on Marvin Mims. But, I mean, they, they just – they're not getting him involved at all.
2: Yeah, I, I've been chasing the Mims thing, hoping that we were going to see the spike target week. It's getting pretty hard to keep clicking the button when it seems like the usage is going in the wrong direction. Like early in the season, they were taking one or two deep shots to him every single game. He just hasn't been doing that. Um, I think they're they're trying to trade Jerry Judy. I could see them showcasing him in this spot. They've tried to do it in the past. It seems like they tried to do it a little bit last week and he just he couldn't get anything done. Um, so Sutton is, is my preferred play, even though I think they could kind of force it to Judy a little bit. Sutton's just been the more productive guy. Um, certainly in the, in the red zone, um, he's, he's getting the more valuable targets. So I, I prefer Sutton over Judy. I think Judy is fine, especially if you buy into that narrative that they're, they're trying to trade him. So they're, they're trying to get him productive before they can do that. Um, that's really about the only place I'm looking. I agree with you. I'm not touching the running backs. Just a three-way split pretty much. Um no clear like McLaughlin is probably the most talented, but P. Ryan clutched into his his pass game role as well. Um Williams doesn't get enough touches for me to want to target that. Um yeah, the the running back situation is a mess. So Judy and Sutton, I think, are are the only for sure targets. I'm struggling with, with Mims. I just I don't think I can do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean the that's that's such a it's such a tough spot. And as far as like the running back situation, McLaughlin played forty one percent. Uh Williams played thirty-five percent. Michael Burton played twenty-five percent, and Piron played sixteen percent. Um so they had Burton's more of a fullback type of yeah. type of role, but I mean they they McLaughlin in the passing game was the guy that ran routes and i mean williams got the the carries I, I think it's a real it's a split running back room right now and i don't think they have a ton of upside good matchup green bay is not great against the run um i mean if you wanted to take some shots on like the four o'clock slate like 4 p.m only slate the four game slate and you wanted to play some williams um i, I don't think that's a crazy idea i don't have anything else to add i love this game um I will say, like my favorite run back here is Sutton. Uh, we should note that Dolchich is doubtful. I don't think that really bumps up Troutman. It just potentially bumps up the wide receivers a little bit um, for me. Yeah, I,
2: I'm not interested in Troutman. Um, just haven't seen enough from him. Um, but I, I do agree, like Dolchich being back would impact the the target share of the wide receivers. So slight bump if if he's out.
1: Yeah, I came back with that hamstring injury um from the ir and re-injured the hamstring early in the game last week all right morning grind game always fun to get through the slate um hopefully everyone's feeling better after a first look but i mean man i this game man i like i like this game a lot i'm glad we ended on that game i almost switched it to the kansas city game but the green bay denver game is just one of my favorite games through year or weekend weekend not year weekend all right, favorite game of the year might be Philadelphia-Miami. Let's go, oh, Miami! Yeah, that's that's in the running for sure. Oh. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> oh, it's it's Sunday night, and I'm not going to play any DFS action on that game. I've already like told myself I'm not playing any <laughs> DFS. I'm going to watch it as a fan, so it's not going to disappoint unless the Dolphins lose. Uh, that's as simple as that for me. <laughs> All right, let's – uh morning grind game. I d- delayed so we can switch everything over, um, or I could switch everything over myself. Quarterback for three hundred plus passing yards, who's getting the job done this week?
2: I think it's a good spot for Geno Smith and this pe- Seattle passing attack. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a bunch of Geno.
1: I like that call. Um, he's second for me on my DK rankings, fourth on Fandle. For um, spoiler alert, for if you don't have premium here at Roto-Grinders. Uh, Very high on him. I'm going to go Jordan Love. I am just buying into the week off, getting more time with Watson. I think Watson's going to have a monster week. So give me Jordan Love. Low owned, running back for a touchdown. Again, it is. um, We're recording Thursday night. It is Thursday. Right now, looking at projected ownership, who do you got for a touchdown that's low owned?
2: I just talked about him, and it's that same game you just mentioned. Aaron Jones coming back from an injury. I don't think anybody's playing him. Um, The passing game is too cheap. But Denver's been exploitable
1: everywhere, so give me give me Aaron Jones. This might not be a touch like a rushing touchdown, but Saquon Barkley's role is too too high for him to only be five percent owned when we have a ton of value on a slate. So I'm gonna go Saquon Barkley for a touchdown. We currently have Barkley projected for five percent on DraftKings and eight percent on Fanduel. Um, I, I like Saquon as a as a contrarian play this week if he's gonna be that loaned. Uh, quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown who do you got uh give me justin herbert to
2: keenan allen uh, keenan allen has just been running different routes this year i feel like he has much more touchdown upside than he has in the past um we love that game environment he's very clearly the number one option in that Chargers offense
1: i'm gonna go a little off the board this week <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to go Dobbs to Hollywood Brown. If anybody's listened to the podcast the last couple of years, they'll get that joke or last couple of weeks. They'll get that joke. Um, I'm doing it again, Keith. It's going to be painful. And I know it's going to be painful. I'm going in with it, knowing it's going to be painful. They're both just cheap against Seattle. And I think that's how you got to beat Seattle is through the air wide receiver with eight plus targets. Who's getting the targets this week? Well, we're on the same page there because I have
2: Hollywood written down to get eight plus targets. He's had, double digits in each of the last three weeks so uh i think it's going to be a big week for hollywood i'm i'm much more with you on that one than i was last week
1: all right let's do it i have st brown this week as my um 10 Love plus it. targets or eight plus targets this with the with the running game all in shambles right now and not knowing what's going on a really competitive game against baltimore i think st brown the volume you're playing him for volume and with with just looking at like how these top end wide receivers with cup and Diggs and the, and I think that we might get a lower owned St. Brown because like, he's, he's really close in price to like Keenan Allen. So um I think this is a spot. We, we take some shots on St. Brown, Uh, tight end for a touchdown. Who's scoring this week at tight end. Don't know who his quarterback's going
2: to be, but I'm, I'm sold on the talent of Michael Meyer. I love the matchup here against Chicago. I would prefer Aiden O'Connell be the quarterback, but I think Brian Hoyer can find him as well.
1: So give me Mayer against the Bears. All right. I'm going go to go to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. And I'm not going to go Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go Johnu Smith <laughs> to score a touchdown this week. I, I think we're just looking at a guy that is very involved in this offense, and they we finally saw him score last week. He's that over five targets in five straight games. Um, it's really working for Atlanta rolling out these two tight ends. Currently projected for 5% ownership on DraftKings and 1% on FanDuel. The price on FanDuel makes them a lot tougher. Um, but I, I think that this is a, a spot we, we take some shots on both Johnu and um, Kyle Pitts. Love that call. Defense wins championships except for in the NFL. Who do you got for a defense um, to score 10-plus points?
2: Give me the Raiders against my Bears. Uh, Tyson and I think, can have some success <laughs> for the air, but he's going to make some mistakes as well. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders get the ball, like, find three turnovers in this spot. If they scoop and score one
1: or, or pick six, would not surprise me at all, so I'll take the Raiders. I hate playing, like, chalky defenses, but, like, it's not even close for me this week. The Cleveland Browns are my favorite defense. I just love this spot for them. I think that they're going to get after Minshew. Um, you know, we talked about Pittman. I like Pittman. Um, but they're going to get after Minshew. So I'm I'm going to play some Cleveland Browns. And by I'm going to play them, they're probably going to be my highest on defense this week. All right. Shifting gears to the betting side here. Um, I didn't look how we did last week. Let's look really quick. Um, how did we do last week, Keith? Uh, lot I, think I was two and two. <laughs> I was I went two
2: and one, two on the bets.
1: Yeah, you went two for two. I went one and three. I had the Houston money line. I missed the over in the Rams. Missed the over in Madison's rushing yards and Justin Fields passing yards. So, um, all right, we got to bounce back. We got to bounce back. Two and two and one one and three is not good enough. Um, I listen. I'm just saying how it is. Uh, what do you got this week for your against the spread or money line bet? I'm going Detroit plus three. I still feel like they're an, under, undefe-
2: or an underrated team. Um, this Baltimore offense is like they don't have any running game. I, I believe in the passing game. I like the game environment overall, but Detroit's defense is, is really solid, and they're just, just an underrated team. I don't feel like they should be three-point dogs even on the road in Baltimore.
1: Um, this is one of the ones that I have written down. I write down two every week. Um, I actually wrote it down as uh, Detroit money line. So I think I think, Ooh, love it, it. I think yeah. if you want to just if you want to take the plus three, um, take the plus three. It's fine. Um, so
2: I, I do like the money line as well. Like, I definitely think Detroit has a chance to win this game.
1: So, for me, I so I again, I write down two every week. I have um, Washington minus three as my other one. Uh, when I wrote this down, it was Washington minus two and a half. I still like Washington minus three. I think Washington controls this game, and beats the Giants. One of the reasons that I have so much interest in Brian Robinson is I think Washington controls this game. Uh, over under bet, what do you got?
2: Give me Arizona, Seattle over 44 and a half. Um, Dobbs has struggled the last couple of weeks, but I feel like he finds his footing again here. That's The Seattle offense, I think, can put up a ton of points in this spot. They can do it any way they want, whether it's on the ground with Kenneth Walker or through the air with Geno Smith and DK Metcalf and company. Um, and then I think Arizona can can do a decent job of keeping up. So I like over 44.5 there.
1: If you are a fan of the no-fun league, you could take the under in the Chiefs game. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I <laughs> am um, going over in the Green Bay-Denver game. I, I just – I mean, the statistics – Denver's the worst defense in the NFL. Green Bay's defense has not been great. This should be a game where both offenses can move the ball. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in this game. And I think it closes at like close to 47. Uh, I think this game's going to get bet up a little bit. Uh, player prop for me this week, Keith. What do you got?
2: Give me Keenan Allen over 75 and a half receiving yards. He's been getting targets down the field this, this season. I uh, feel like they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit here against Kansas City. Um, Keenan Allen over 75 and a half
1: Allen over 75 and a half Um, I have no problems with this one whatsoever I think this one's really solid uh there's not I, I will say like this week there wasn't as much like jumping out to me on like the main slate but this one this one like with this guy healthy in a game that I expect to be really competitive give me Sam Laporta Over 41 and a half receiving yards. Um, I will say like our projection model absolutely loves this one. Uh, It's one of the highest like percentage differentials on scores and odds this week. I I think this is just a phenomenal uh, spot. Super competitive game. You can get this um, at 41 and a half for almost even money on a couple places. Bet 365 is minus 110 um this play this has been bet up to 45 and a half on points bet already 41 and a half minus 115 on trafficking so um i think this sam laporta over 41 and a half receiving yards is super solid uh pick and play what do you got for me on the pick'em streets this week
2: uh give me hollywood brown over four and a half receptions i just talked about that seattle game i like the over there i think that dobbs is going to play better Hollywood has received at least 10 targets in three straight games. I feel like more of those are going to be catchable than they have been the last two weeks. Um, over four and a half receptions for Hollywood Brown.
1: Does anybody in chat, before I say it, want to take a guess at what mine is? I, I think I have been very clear on some one certain person <laughs> that I like a lot this week.
2: Um, I'm going to guess it's somebody's receiving yards.
1: Yeah? What color jersey?
2: <laughs> uh, green.
1: Yeah, they
2: will probably be wearing white this week,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> give me Christian Watson more than 52 and a half receiving yards. I was able to get this at 48 and a half. It's moved a lot on price picks and underdog. I am OK with this up to like 55 and a half. I think this is going to be a big week for for Watson. I don't want to get too crazy on saying like how much I trust it to 91 receiving yards against Vegas fantastic matchup here against denver one of the worst pass defenses in the league they allowed the second most um passing yards per game love this spot for christian watson i, I just he's the feature wide receiver one i know dobbs and like that he was he was there he did great watson's the guy we we all know watson's the guy it's not it's not jaden reed it, it's it's christian Watkins. um yeah so, i'm, I'm
2: completely with you on that one. one hundred percent agree that this is just this is a spot that he could go absolutely nuclear i don't even hate taking some alternate receiving yards props on on him this week
1: yeah i mean i haven't looked at it yet Uh, it's always something i love to look at um i could see like you know alternate yards going up to like 80 here like i could see a big game from him all right keith any final thoughts before we close the book on week seven felt like an ugly week coming in but after
2: we got through it i honestly i'm i think it's a pretty decent slate like i said we're all playing with the same deck here we get the same same football games same same players uh feel pretty good about this one actually after we went through it
1: i have not i haven't changed my strategy this year i've paid down a quarterback a lot um and, and just kind of taken skill players i think i'm gonna do the same this week i, I feel like Herbert and Mahomes are going to get ownership because we do have a plenty of value to make them work. I, Josh Allen right now is our projected highest owned quarterback on um DraftKings for our projected ownership. So I just, I think I'm going to stay away from the expensive quarterbacks, be underweight on those guys outside of Lamar Jackson. And I don't consider him expensive because I think he's underpriced, and just take some shots on these cheaper guys. Like if we get 25 out of any of these cheap guys and, and none of those other guys go like 35 plus, I think like our, our skill players do their job and we're off to the races here. So um, that's kind of how I'm looking at this week. I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Seven back Monday. We're going to do an NBA podcast on Monday. We got opening night on Tuesday. So we'll talk some NBA on Monday. Um, We're just going to go through some changes to some rosters. What, could impact and all that stuff. Um, I've done a lot of research this week getting ready for NBA season. Excited for NBA to be back. If you like NBA, hit the subscribe button. Ha, gotcha. Hope everyone <laughs> has a fantastic weekend. We'll see you again on Monday.